0: Marketing Pros and APC.
1: Welcome to this episode of the Brothers of the Brush Podcast, a podcast by decorators for decorators, with me, your host, Chris Kerfoot. So, on this week's Bobcast, we have a bit of a different one, still work-related, but on a different angle, we have Aaron Patrick, better known as That QuickBooks Guy, based down in Derby, obviously in England. Hi, Patrick, uh, sorry, Aaron. (laughs) Sorry, my mind's a mess today because I'm tired. Apologies, it's Aaron. (laughs) Hi, Aaron, how are you doing? Hi, Chris. Yeah, good, thank you, good, thank you.
2: Technically, it's the QuickBooks chat, but it's fine. You yeah. know, it's late, so I, I'll, I'll let you off, don't worry.
1: Yeah, well, I, I try and do some in the morning, but not everybody wants to be up at seven on a Saturday. No worries. You know, so I appreciate it, to be honest. I appreciate it. Yeah, but it's... Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll jump straight in before we get into some other bits. You basically do... your accountant, you do QuickBooks. I found you because it's, it's been coming for years, and for whatever reason, we can get into it in a bit. It's been postponed, for, oh, green tax digital... And like most tradesmen, accounting tax frightens the shit out of me. So I thought I'd best get my stuff in order, get tax digital. I was on one QuickBooks platform I didn't rate, we'll get into. Moved on to another one, I thought, this is a bit complicated. So I Googled it, come across YouTube and come across your videos. And I, I'll I'll put the, the link in the show notes, but there's one video of yours. I think it's 20 minutes long, but it says basically show you how to use 80% of QuickBooks in 20 minutes. That was a brilliant help. And then obviously I reached out to her, did the one-to-one training. You were brilliant on that. And I thought, do you know what? You'd be a brilliant help to get on, to let us as tradespeople know what we need. So just rewinding back, who's in the Patrick household?
2: The Patrick
1: household. So
2: yeah, we've with, with, with me, it's myself. I've got a better half as well. Um, and then the probably highlight of the Patrick household is our, I keep calling her a puppy, but she's now much older than a puppy. Yeah. Um, so we've got a cockapoo.
1: Oh, nice. Although yeah, oh, no. we, 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 we had a Cavalier cross with Spaniel and, and we had a Cavalier and I lost uh, Dudley, the Cavalier crossing, well, Valentine's Day. I can, some days I could talk about it, some I can't, I'm fine today. Yeah. Uh, I had to take him in on Valentine's Day and do what you got to do because he was 14. And mother half wants a Chihuahua. I've said no chance. Not now. Hour, yeah. It's about four or five years. You know, we're, yeah. we're going to have a break and enjoy the non-binding. You know, we can go on holiday more so with a camper van. We can go out and come back without having to. Say, oh, we need to be back for the dog. You know, a week's holiday, you lose a week's wage because you're self-employed. The kennels. Uh, you know, because not everybody wants to look after your dog for you. And I just says, I want a cockapoo. I love the spaniel temperament, but they're a bit too hyper. So I'm hoping a cockapoo won't be as bad.
2: Yeah, I I'd highly recommend. It. Like for us, it, she's called Mulberry, and she's literally the you know the tamest dog I've ever known. Like she'll come up to you, she'll cuddle up, and then when when you want to have that temperament of having something that you can you know, throw a ball and, and chase after and sort of thing, yeah. she's got that in
1: as well. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds.
2: You, you you're selling isn't it? saved our lives through lockdown. It was a uh, yeah.
1: Definitely. Yeah, well, I, I miss walking on beach, and eighty percent of me wants a dog. I'd love another dog, but the other twenty percent of me remembers right. If you go on holiday, it costs you. If you do this, it costs you. You've got to. We, my mom and dad have kids on a Friday night. They pick them up from school, drop them back Saturday, so they spend time with them. And we've we've been to brother in laws and like, I oh, stay. over, have a drink. i oh, can't, because we've got to go and let Dudley out. And stuff. so now we're trying to make the most awful it is we're trying to see it positive and make the most of that at the moment but yeah ne- next yeah. time round I'd love a, a chocolate brown cavapoo you know it's yeah. Uh, yeah. or or, or, a, yeah. or even a, well co- I've torn between a cockapoo and a cavapoo and I'm thinking hmm.
2: I suppose the only thing I'd say is that the only downside with ours is that it's separation anxiety so we haven't since we've had it which is three years now yeah, obvious way, it We've never left her alone by herself. Yeah. She's always had either us or she's gone to her grandparents or yeah. yeah so it, they they really suffer the separation. They they shake and it's yeah, it's horrible for them.
1: So Yeah, you see, yeah, I man mum was all for my dad. So if if we you know, if we went away for a couple of days, my mum and dad had him in my dad loved the dog and the dog loved him. Yeah, you know I mean? So that that was fine, but it got to a point I wouldn't even put him in kennels. You know, we'd have, we'd have a dog sitter at end, you know, and, and drop him at dog sitter But he'd come back, he'd sulk for days, you know, because you'd left him. And I'd be on holiday feeling bad because I wasn't there. You know, I, th- I think more dogs than I do humans. <laughs> I get it, I get it. Uh, but you, going back then, again, I went way off track there. You just got on dogs. Once I'm on dogs, that's it. It's, uh, it's, it's lost. But your story in business, how did you start in accounting?
2: Yeah, so for me it was, um, I went to do a bit of work experience, um, as a, you know, when I was at school and everything else, and I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I got this opportunity to do a work experience there, and they offered me a position at this firm, so it was a little family-run firm in Derby. Um, they gave me the opportunity to do my apprenticeship, so very, you know, very similar to kind of how decorators and then you guys kind of get through it and start yeah. off with your apprenticeship, and work your way through it. And because it was a family run firm, I was able to just kind of figure out what it was about county I liked, didn't like. Um, and then basically for me, I went into a bigger firm, like a top fifty firm and didn't quite enjoy it as much and thought, you know what, let's try it on my own. So I set up my own business and, and that's why I am today. So yeah, yeah I think you know, friendship and everything else. And that's why for me I, I love apprenticeships and I always push push them forwards. And every client I've got, I'll always like push them to try and find a way if there's a, a way to bring apprenticeships in because I just I feel
1: yeah you know, I, I, I think know. I don't know if it's the same in your trade as, as such but I think in in the building trade I think they need looking at you know some reviews you know on the apprenticeships and the the way the whole system is I think it needs changing you know to be more modern. You know, and it's, I'm, I'm yeah. all for it because there's a massive shortage in construction industry. We all know. That's you know, yeah, we, same in our trade. it's yeah. yeah. Is is it, there it massive shortage a massive shortage in accounting as well? Why? Yeah, I mean, a it, in ours, the, the way the way I look at it in ours is because it's been turned into a dirty job that nobody wants to do, and then school. They're all pushing, sending them to uni, which I can't imagine. Bit same for accounting because obviously you need brains to be an accountant. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, no it's classed as boring like people don't see it as a, a you know a, a fulfilling job it's like oh why do i want to just sit there counting numbers all day when in reality accountants don't really count numbers anymore the software does it for us yeah accountants is now about talking to clients and understanding clients and
1: yeah when empathy when clients. you say accounting people probably just imagine oh boring suits counting yeah. numbers penny exactly. pinching off you what are you spending that for but I, I actually—I'll confess i I'll listened listen to the the other podcast you was on, uh, the accounting is sexy one, whatever it's called. Yeah, it's quite a, quite yeah, interesting. Yeah. Listen, was that one? Yeah, but it's yeah. Uh, it, like you say, it is more involved now, isn't it? From a personal point of view, rather than you just sat penny pinching in an office, you can't spend that, can't spend that, you know. But um, yeah, so when. Obviously, I found you on YouTube and that's how I found, found you and reached out to you. But when did you realise there was a need for the YouTube sort of, I will not say instructional, but the YouTube videos that you do? When did you find out there was a need for that? So it was all
2: around Corona.
1: Um, for us, it was a case of, you
2: remember back in that first uh, lockdown when there were suddenly all of those new has been put out there, so we had um, you know, the opportunity to go and get yourself your self-employed income support scheme, and what does that mean, and all this, that, and the other. And literally, as Rishi was sat there on his little pedestal, or stood there on his pedestal talking away, my phone was going crazy with people saying, well, what does that mean for me? Does that, you know, because yeah. it was a panic, wasn't it? It was just absolute pandemonium, Um, And QuickBooks themselves reached out to me, because I had already had a good relationship with them. And we set up this new um, daily show called Ask the Expert where every morning one accountant or one expert would be on just to answer questions and help them. And I did the first pilot for them and at that point I was like, this is by far the easiest way to get your message out there. And just developed it from there and it was all a case of just trying to find a way to put the personality out there and put trust and and give clients an opportunity or PNCs or new clients the opportunity to Understand what we do and why we're doing it, so it's not about, like you said, penny pinching. It's about being yeah. about that sort of element, and that's that kind of started. And I'm I'm a big geek anyway, so for me, it gave me a, you know opportunity to buy a new camera and <laughs> buy, buy a new this and everything else. It's like, you know what, you, you start to find some real benefits from it, and it's it's one of the best decisions in business I've ever done because it's just given me that that identity, and it gives me that chance and. They say, don't they, that, that, that YouTube's the second biggest um, search engine in the world. And yeah. It's got to be these days. Every time I've got a problem, the first thing I'll do is I'll YouTube it. And yeah. I, or if I'm, you know, do, I, do you want to buy this or buy that? You'd YouTube a review, don't you? So, uh,
1: well, definitely. obviously, pre-record we was talking, I've been, for the last hour, I've been sat with coffee searching up the... The web camera I was on about, the the Insta one, I mentioned it to you, you your jammy sod, you've already bought it, it's only been out a week. Uh, and then prior to that, I've got a, a Renault traffic, well, it's in this but it's a Renault traffic, the camper van, sl- sliding door needs adjusting. So I was actually searching on YouTube and found a video how to adjust the sliding door. And it, I've done everything from replace uh, a battery in an iPhone. Earlier on today, got air compressor in my workshop playing up it wouldn't switch off sir. So I had my tea with little lad other half's at work other one's out with your friends went on YouTube f- put in the symptoms come up check valve went out half hour later had it back up and running again simple strip down I thought I was going to have to oik a 200 litre compressor into the van and take it to maintenance spot you know but YouTube saved my life again absolutely saved it
2: yeah it's, yeah. it's crazy isn't it and, yeah yeah. And I think for us as well we don't care about BBC or anything or Sky or anything else. First thing we do when it comes to, you know, getting watching something in front of the telly or something is we'll stick YouTube on to see what's yeah. there. And it's become, it's become our most you know most used platform.
1: It's 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 almost like TV on demand without. Well, you get adverts unless you're paying for premium. But I watch everything from. It's that, sat down with the little lad for tea tonight, eldest route. So it was just me and him. I says, John, stick some music on. So he just sticks YouTube on. I mean, majority of the time it'd be yeah. Michael Jackson, but he sticks YouTube on on there and puts music on. And then I follow, cause I have the camper van. I follow a, a couple that are traveling Europe in their camper van with two kids and Alsatian and a blooming rabbit. And they do a weekly episode. They've, they've realized the value in YouTube videos And you can see when they first started about six months ago, it was a phone camera, horizontal. And people were saying in comments, you need to go vertical. So in the second one, they said, right, halfway through this, it goes vertical because the amount of comments, we know we need to go vertical. And you can just see how they've progressed with editing. They've got a drone. And they've realized the value in in YouTube and video and social media. So it, it does work now, doesn't it? And obviously it works for you because you've got a fair few videos on there to follow.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, it just becomes fun as well, because it, you start building that community. It's like your podcast, isn't it? It's that yeah. whole idea of having that community and, you know, keeps that, that whole idea of putting a video up at the scene. And I've got people now waiting for that next video and commenting straight away, and, it, you know, it makes it all worthwhile. So yeah, Yeah,
1: I suppose it's a sense of belonging and a community together. We're all in it together sort of thing.
2: Definitely, definitely. But, And I think, you know, th- there's gonna be more and more reasons for people to need it going forward as well. Like you said, with making tax digital we'll talk about later. It's like people are gonna to need to know what's going on because yeah. with everything changing, it's the first thing you want to do is just have that confidence that someone's doing it and just seeing it happen. I think that's
0: Yeah.
1: So so getting on to the tax digital. I know it's is it correct me if I'm wrong, it's twenty twenty four, it's coming. Yeah. Is that for everyone across the board or are they just sort of bringing it in, in for certain areas like construction industry and then a year later it'll be something else or is it just everyone across the board?
2: So for you guys it's going to be more to do with people who are self-employed so yeah. you're probably going to have two different sets of listeners they'll be self-employed and they'll be people who own their own limited yeah. company the limited company people are going to be caught by this but much much later so 2026, 2027 um, not been finalised yet, but this is mainly going to be for anyone. So no matter what you do, but anyone who's self-employed.
1: Because this this 2024 one, that's supposed to have been brought in before, but it's been delayed. Is that because of Corona or just general other stuff as well?
2: Mainly to do with the fact that HMRC systems just can't cope. Yeah, <laughs> They're just not built for what it is, and they've had to have time to go through. Um, the first Making Tax Digital submission ever um, was actually only what uh, what would be now a month ago now. Yeah. Um, and if it's going to be live in twenty twenty four, and they've only had one submission, it shows you how, yeah. how how kind of behind they were in in it all.
1: I I remember years ago I've I've talked to our, our podcast. I'll be open about it. I got done for tax evasion or attempted because I left my ex and she wiped my record, and then somebody grasped me up, and I went from say like. I had a couple of blokes for me, work for me, or subby for me. It was when it was CIS, 714 and all that, a C60. And I went, say, from that 36 one year down to 12 and bounced back up to 38. And it, 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 to be honest, it looked out of order. And when I went to the tax office, I got investigated. There was two in there. And the woman that investigated me, her other half, was working for me, cashing and fitting doors at my house because he was a joiner. And when one went out at room, she says to me, Chris, I get it. I've had this part of my desk from York. I've got to do my job. I like, I actually saw it all the day at Aldi. Uh, and I said, how are you doing? I, I thought it's no personal. They didn't find anything, but you have to pay them to investigate it. So I have the insurance with my accountant now, but she got a book out when there was both in there. And she says, this is the changes from last year to this. It's about an inch and a half thick. And I says, well, if you're supposed to know that, how am I supposed to know it? You know, if you've got to learn that, how are we supposed to know? You know, and it, it's just forever changing all the time. And, you know, you, you do need a good accountant. But now with QuickBooks, that puts wind up me even more because you're thinking, God, I don't want to get no out no wrong and have, to have them coming after me again. You know, so it's, I, I do not You do not bin a receipt. You know, you, you, you think, you hover over the bottom and think, do I, do I click that? Do I move that there? And that's where you came in because I reached out to you and we did the one to one. And you explained it in less than an hour, made it so. I mean, granted, I've still got to catch up with it, but you made it so much easier. You know, and I thought, oh, thank God for people like this because to be honest, the majority I watch the American. Because yeah. I'm assuming yeah. QuickBooks is predominantly American or came from that way. And it's American. You're thinking, what? What? And then saw you plain English, you know, and I just thought, this bloke's easy to understand. So it, it, it has been great, but we, what does it mean as, as a whole for our construction industry that we've got to have in place when it becomes digital? Does it just mean you've got right. to have an, an electronic accounting software such as Quick QuickBooks, I was going to say QuickBooks, QuickBooks Zero, I think Sage, they're the only three I know off the top of my head.
2: Yeah, so there's two major, major changes. The first one's like you said, you have to have software. So there's going to be no alternative. If you're used to having that, you know, the red book and you've had that red book forever and a day, unfortunately, there's going to have to be some sort of change there. Um, Even Excel itself isn't really classed as software. So you can't just rely on Excel. You have to be looking to put it into some form of software. Yeah. QuickBooks Zero. Uh, free agent Sage, there's a lot of software out there. And even for the industry, industrial industry or the you know, decorating industry, there is some specialist software out there that, that could be looked at as well. Um, your bank as well, just keep an eye on your bank because it could be, if you were Stalin or if you were Revolut or any of those, what we would call challenger banks. So yeah. there's kind of up-and-coming banks. Um, they're looking to produce software based directly in the bank so that you could be complying that way. Yeah. So the first thing is making sure you've got some form of software, because so, you're going to have to submit your, your tax returns electronically going forward. And then the major other change is that it's not going to be once a year that we're all used to, so we all wait until that 31st of January, or if you're really good, you do it 6th of April. Um, and anywhere in between, you'll you get your tax return completed in on time. And we've had that for such a long time, is that cadence of make sure once a year you get your tax return in, once a yeah. year you get a tax return in.
1: That, last week in be January going to... for me yeah 31st of January exactly every, every year um, last, last week uh, it's the one thing I'm not on top of
2: and you're not alone yeah. <laughs> out of all of our clients I think that's probably 80% of them yeah. are not careful would want to do that but you know goes from going from yearly to quarterly and that's going to be a huge change in just the mindset of people that every quarter you've got to or I didn't realise that. Out- that
1: yeah. So that's all that's almost going down the, the VAT route where Vat is VAT monthly?
2: Uh VAT quarterly monthly, yeah. you have a choice. But yeah, you're right. It's very, so, very, very similar to how that yeah.
1: works. Oh man. So what's what's this? Is this is this just to make it easier and more streamlined, or is it to cast a bigger net to catch people that are dodging stuff?
2: There are some benefits to it because you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot about in our firm is that when you're doing all this data and you're putting all this data in, it's like you've already kind of mentioned that worrying about where things go on QuickBooks and everything else, it's because you want to get information out, out of that software. Yeah. So the advantage is that it's becoming more quote unquote real-time. So because you're forced to do quarterly submissions, that means you're forced to have quarterly data. So hopefully that means that from your business point of view, that you've got more data to be able to figure out how you're doing, you know. Was that last, last job you did profitable? Yes or no? You should be able to have that data standard. And that's what HMRC are trying to do. That's their, yeah. you know, if you try and look at it from their, you know, positive point of view, it's all about real-time data. Yeah. Obviously, the negative side or the kind of, if you're going to think of it from, um, you know, uh, you know, if you're trying to look at it from, from like the, the bad side of it, it is all about trying to accelerate the data they have on you so that they can understand what your tax bills should be and they can see it more often. Yeah. Um, they can see kind of what it is and, and, and ultimately, they've not said this, but ultimately I can imagine we'll go to sort of quarterly payments as well Yeah, right down the line. Um, so that's probably where the negative...
1: I, I, I suppose if they break it down into quarterly, they'll probably be chasing less money at end of the year because some people have made some sort of effort.
2: Yeah. Yeah, And and for you guys as well, it means that you would have a better understanding of what that tax bill is going to be. Yeah. The worst part about leaving it till the last week of the year is you you have an understanding or a feeling of what that tax bill could be. You
1: could be. Yeah, yeah, you have a hope and a prayer. You do, yeah. 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 Oh, God, opening opening (laughs) over 500. But yeah, going back to that, where you say tradespeople have a better grasp of the figures, you know, with the the profit and loss, I, I think I can hand on answer there's probably about 10% of tradespeople I know that actually know that now True. because True. it's, it's yeah. something I've said it before a million times on, on the podcast. They don't teach it at college. They teach you how to do the yeah. job. They don't teach you how to operate a business, which they need to. Yeah.
2: But it, it's not just you guys. It's everyone who goes into business. There is no, yeah. like no one gets told it. I, you know, when I was telling my kind of history of what I did when I was in that top 50 firm, I used to work exclusively for doctors. And they're really, really clever people, obviously, because they're doctors, but they didn't have a clue about profit and loss or anything. So it's, it's the same in every industry. Um, but it is so important. And you will kind of see that, you know, the ones that really do. Excel and really do kind of have growth and have that opportunity to really build their business up is mostly down to the fact that they've got their head around the numbers. Yeah. Um, as well as being good at marketing and everything else, the number side is really important. Yeah. Making you know, oh, your business that next step.
1: Who would you say is the worst profession for keeping on top of accounts? Are you allowed to say that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, they unfortunately. <laughs> Tradies are up there with yeah. the worst. Of the yeah, areas. I can imagine. Um, and and, that, and that's why CIS and everything else was introduced, you know, for the for the yeah. construction industry, you know. And it, CIS is one of my worst um, taxes ever because it, it's so frustrating. Yeah. You know, the idea that you have to pay up front and having to chase it all and all the admin that gets involved in it and everything else. You can stay away from CIS. You're in a much position. Yeah. But it was designed and built because historically there was too much cash in hand going on, wasn't there? So that's where...
1: I yeah, well, that's it. And they've got the payment up front. You're claiming it off them rather than them chasing you for it. But I've, I've still got friends who, the open glove box, it's full of receipts. They bring it in a carry bag beginning in January, nip down, down to accounts with it and just accountant, there you go. There, there's there's me account. at the door. Yeah, there's me accounts for <laughs> you. And then they wonder why they've got a massive bill, you know, from accountant before they even get to tax man. <laughs> exactly. so yeah t- talking of struggles from our side what's what's something you struggle on from your side you know do you have a biggest struggling business that you think god I just wish I could improve on that
2: yeah for me it's you know we're all learning on the job aren't we it's always been kind of you know going going to try and figure it out and, and I think in, in your game you'll probably have the same issue I know we were talking off, off there about you know employing people and bringing extra people in and And that's a whole different game. Like, again, if you want to start growing a business and you want to start taking it to the next level, you've got to learn how to employ and and bring people in and and train them properly. Yeah. Um, I've always seen myself as a really good trainer because I've I've done a lot of training for QuickBooks and ICAW and all manner of stuff. But there's a big difference between training people, um, like, you know, just almost training people to use a piece of software than actually training someone to do the job fully start to finish um and i love doing it but it is such a you know time sink and it's finding the right people and then once you've kind of got that person up and running then you're looking to bring maybe the next one on or maybe that person's moved on and it's carrying from there so for me that biggest struggle is just finding the right people recruiting them training them
1: that sounds like you guys have the same issue as because majority of decorators say the trouble is finding good people to do the job are you better off getting someone that's reliable that you can teach or that knows a job that's not reliable, you know, because mm. it's fa- finding good staffs hard. basically, I always said in in the trades like us, you basically want somebody that's got the self-employed mindset, but they just want to be employed, go and do the job and grow, you know, because they need yeah. to treat the business like it's their business, you know, and it, it's, exactly. it's hard finding good staffs hard.
2: Yeah. And, and as small businesses, we need those, entrepreneurial people don't we and one of the questions I always ask in my interviews is like you know, what what do you think of innovation and would you ever have your own business because we're looking for people who have that passion to, to do it like you said if you just brought on someone who's you know maybe experienced or everything else that's not necessarily means that they can just run with the job because it's ever changing and there's you know there's the element where they may not be quite suited for the clients we have and there's all manner of that's yeah. where you know if you had the magic one you'd just want to replicate yourself and just be yeah. like yeah, let's just have multiple of yourselves and it's all done. and in reality that'll never happen you've got to find ways to, to build that and yeah what I do love about and um, kind of your industry though is how you guys kind of band together for bigger projects and stuff and I think that's where that's where I've seen kind of the most kind of opportunities and, and things for people and it doesn't quite work in accountancy I'd love to have that kind of opportunity where you can and a band together and
1: yeah yeah, that, yeah I could see yeah, I could see the plus side of that I've, I've never thought of it that way but uh, going back to the, the the skills of people I was listening to a podcast today and he was saying he got it, it was Stephen Bartlett been listening to a lot of his oh, and yes. he was saying he got rid of somebody because there was just a toxic person in business he says but they were fantastic at the jobs and the skill set he says but was it worth risk upsetting everybody else had average skills for one person that's got good skills and you just think mm, I can see his point of view you know one yeah, bad apple and, bad and all egg, that isn't it, yeah 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 it's difficult so can you tell us what Boffix is about then yeah so
2: Boffix is kind of my whole
1: you know dream of an accountancy
2: firm was to try and make it so that people didn't have to wait until the 31st of January to have their tax turns on it's all about trying to make it real time trying to make it easy for clients to be able to work with with their accountant and have data to to, to kind of make it worthwhile because a lot of the time like as accountants what i you know as an accountant and i've been an accountant now for 15 years and more and it's like i don't i'm not an accountant because i enjoy doing back returns and tax returns i'm an accountant because i enjoy helping small businesses Yeah. So it's like, well, how do we build an accounting firm where actually we can help small businesses, you know, just little things like what what EPOS solution they should have in the van or whatever it's gonna be, so they can take card payments properly and what software they should be using and how should that connect to their website and those little things where actually as an accountant we can we can, you know, help clients find the right solutions for that. Um, and the only way we can do that though, and the only way we can be that business advisory. To have a solution where we can be much more digital first and, and take advantage of being digital and acting bank accounts and everything that goes with it. So, yeah, we kind of built it as a as a proper digital accounting firm, not just a you know. <laughs> I on my old firm, we built this digital first accounting firm, and I've always remember um, being involved in, in this flashy marketing because they had the money to just throw, throw yeah. money at it and everything else. We built this massive, like, um, solution for it. And, and it was basically the name of the firm, Plots. Yeah. And it was supposed to be this revolutionary um, accountancy firm. Um, but basically, it was exactly the same firm that I'd worked through since day one, just with um, with a fancy, you know, website being built for New it. You know,
1: improved and formula. Kind of
2: challenged them, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When I challenged them so what we're we going to do differently, they were like, oh, no, we won't do anything differently. We'll just make it look like it's digital first. But then in the background we'll do how have always done but quite yeah. a digital first accounting firm so yeah it kind of gave me the emphasis then to build my own and that's
1: where Boffix was born from yeah so where, so where do you see Boffix in five to ten years
2: I think for us it's just about continuing being able to have you know opportunities to be on YouTube and and be in those sort of environments because that's where we have been able to do the most amount of good and most amount of benefits for people if we can show people that if you do you know if you take this piece of software and you add that software and you put this software together and maybe this solution you can build your business that way for this new digital first yeah. world and this making tax digital if we can teach more and more and more people that and that's where we we see ourselves as kind of being able to do some good and yeah. help because ultimately then if we can get all that data digitally driven and put in correctly then our value to customers and clients will be being able to actually help them maybe obtain some finance, or be able to tell them where what what's next to do with their business, or be able to introduce them to another um, you know like one of our customers or clients that can help them do X, Y, Z. It's like just trying to build a bit of a community, and not not a client base, but actually a a group of uh, of, of clients that we can kind of build within a and that that excites me because I think that gives us an opportunity to be a little bit different a little bit
1: yeah. unique and, that, that and, sounds and built, like yeah. you guys are running with it into the future you know what's coming and you, you're looking ahead rather than doing it because you're dragging your asses to have to do it you're looking ahead and seeing what's around the curve mm-hmm. right we're going to be ready for that we're going to be when we want to offer our clients this there's there's a yeah. software I'm using for doing quoting and stuff and I says to them all other day if you could just integrate it with QuickBooks, it'd it'd be a godsend. And they're like, oh, well, I've talked into that, but is it, is it a hard thing to do? I don't know. It's, you know, I'm not, I'm not a software builder.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it it shouldn't be a hard thing, but it, it should be QuickBooks and then one's giving the tools for app developers to do it. And that's, that's what they're doing, but it's about making people aware of that. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a really good kind of point to what, what accountancy is going forward. It's all about integration. Like the more we can integrate all of our apps and everything else. Yeah. Like you look at your phone, how many apps have you got on there that you use on a regular basis? If they can talk to one another, yeah, get a better, better solution around, don't you?
1: So, and I want one where yeah. I can do a quote, send them, they accept it. It comes back. You click yes. They've accepted. Pings them an invoice for deposit. They pay a deposit. Press a button, sends them a receipt for Deposit that tallies up with QuickBooks to say you've had money coming in, cost of goods for sale and stuff like that. And if it could all do that, that'd be great in my world because everything's automated. Exactly. And if it saves me four hours a month, sat at a computer just because I'm ticking radio buttons. I mean, let's be blunt and crude. I could do it while I'm sat on low in the morning. Yeah, you know, exactly. There, yeah, there you go. That's what it should accounting yeah. done for day, you know, and off, off you go. Yeah. But, um, if, if you could go back 10, 15 years and give yourself or anybody else starting out any advice just generally self-employed what advice would you give them?
2: Yeah, it's it's difficult isn't it because like for me my route has always been about you know maximising being an accountant and, and trying to find ways to train and, and push people forward but when I see so many businesses starting out at the moment and and the biggest problem that they have is just not again, going back to that whole thing and not understand the numbers and not understanding the, the way. And even when I first started my business, I, you know, I was so focused on building this system and everything else. I didn't really appreciate the numbers properly. Yeah. And you've got to kind of practice what you preach and that business plan and that having to, you know, putting together that and it, it can be as crude as it needs to be, but having a business plan of look, this is what my money I need. This is my burn rate. Yeah. Those sort of things you can just get those down day one, and have that discipline to keep on with those sort of things. Then that means that you'll have the opportunity to keep building and building and building onto it. Yeah. So it's so important. They're the fundamentals, and like you said, no one teaches it you. You've got to learn it as you go along. You've got to almost trial and error at the beginning. you've got yeah. to kind of make a few mistakes to be able to figure it out.
1: That, that's you how understand that. you've, you've touched on one of my favorite things and my biggest grievances and I did it be trial and error and having to work it out myself, be tripping up Is burn rate. The amount yeah. of trades people I speak to and I'll say, what's your burn rate? And they're like, what's that? How much do you need every week to keep rolling before you start living? And they don't get it. i i the way I do my system, half my bills went out today. On the 17th and other half go out on the twenty eighth, so I'm not panicking at end of month. Yep. And it is roughly half and half. But I can go on, on notes because I'm I'm an Apple fan. And it's on every device. I've got notes. I've got mid month or MM, end of month, EOM, and it'll tell me how much I need in bank. How much of it's how much I need in total. Say it might be 981 quid today. seven 700- yep. hundred. £27 pounds from its direct debit so I know that's got to be in the bank the rest of it I could pay it tomorrow you know it might be 200 quid. I'm paying in savings account for holiday and then at the bottom of each one it'll have total for the month that I need and total for the week so I can think right I need £481 pound a week I'm charging out at 800 quid a week say so I know as long as I've got that the rest of it's mine and then it takes the pressure off, especially if you're doing external work and like we have done, we've had such a good run of weather and then it's raining and you know your burn rate, it starts raining and it's stupid little things. It takes the pressure off because you think, well, I know I only need to work two and a half weeks a month. So you think, well, if I have a day off because it rains, so what? I'll go and have an admin day. You know, and it yeah. just takes so much pressure. And I, I look at mine more so with the rising cost now. Every It used to be every three months, every quarter. I do it every month now. Just go through and check my figures because as we know you gas your electric's going up. So I, th- I think mine I, in fact tell you what, I'll I'll go up now. I'll I'll not say what my exact figures are. Uh, but my it says combined weekly, it has total for today, what goes out today, what it is in direct debit, so what the rest is, combined weekly, how much I need a week for, every week for year, how much I need monthly. The difference between my old combined weekly, which was beginning in this year, to my new combined weekly is 101 pound and something a week has gone up. That's cost of the gas, the electric, Sky, my uh, payment protection. You know, if, if I have an injury and I'm off work, I want something to cover my wages. It's gone up 101 pound a week. That's that like 400 pound a month increase. You know, and it's uh, it it was. Yeah, it it is about four hundred quid increase a month. So, so your only choice is to either increase your fees, yeah. which
2: you know, you can only go so far, or having to take on more work each month. And it's as simple as that, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you know Or, or do change change your your work so you're doing less work for more money, or yeah, more or, money money, or yeah. cherry pick. That, what I'm trying to do, I, I, a lot of these podcasts I do. People are building businesses. I'm swimming against the current I've been there crashed and burned you know it It hurt now I work for myself and I'm trying to build it where the, su- the supply can't keep up with the demand and then I can cherry pick the work that pays better so like I said pre-record I'm, I'm having three days off next week to go away for th- three days because I'm doing less work for more money which I know covers my burn rate which means I can have time off because I know I'm never gonna have a big house. I know I'm never gonna be mortgage free. I know I'm never gonna have big investments. I'm happy with that. It's a balance for me. You know, and I just yeah. think I'm just happy where I am, you know, and, and doing it that way. But uh, but yeah, it's like I said, they don't teach it at college and they need to teach it at college or they ought to offer night school, but then on the other hand you've got tradespeople that aren't interested because all they think is oh yeah, I'm getting eight hundred quid this a week. Three thousand two hundred a month. Say fifty grand a year. They think they're winning. It's not. That's your top line, and they yeah. just don't get it. And this is what needs to be taught. You know, it's what's what's the saying? Profit is uh, profit is vanity, or the insanity, or the other way around, whatever it is. Yeah. You yeah. know, and p- people need to know the difference. And maybe this is where MTD
2: does help people because again, it's forcing you. To stop, but it's forcing you. To- um, and with the right software, a lot of that can be told. Like the burn rate and everything else should be calculated. Should be there. Which, is yeah. I and mean, that's what we're working with people like doing. They look. They're not really that bothered about profit loss as much. Really, for the accountant. Really, they care about what their cash flow is going to be. because Cash is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, during during COVID, the most time I've ever spent on cash flow not relevant at that point it's like how much money have you got to keep this business alive and
1: going forward and that, that yeah. just showed that just opened up a lot of eyes on what, what it should be I do, I do cash flow to a degree beginning of every month I'll sit and write yeah. down every job that's that month and because I've took, I take deposits for mine and the majority of the time deposits covers materials but I write down I do my diary it would be there on a piece of paper for this month every job I've got coming in this month how much I've got coming yeah. in so I can budget for that month, think, right, I've got three and a half grand coming in, my bills are 1,200 quid, and out rest can go wherever. If there's out no happen with van, you know, God forbid something goes wrong on van or car, you can just think, shit happens, move on. I know the money's coming in to pay for it, I'll pay for it on credit card because I use a 20-month 20, 20, 20 interest-free one, pay for it on credit card and pay for it end of month when everyone's paid up, you know, and, and, and just juggle it about like that. But it, it does need more education on it. Back to apps and programs, obviously you're a techie geek like I am. Is there anything that you, you can't live without? So if I was coming and saying, I'm going to take that off you and it just ruin your world, what would it be? This is really hard for me. Like there's a
2: lot out there, but no, I think
1: the one that's become
2: absolutely um, um, important to me is my, my iPad, my iPad mini that I've got. Um, with that one device, I can turn up to any client and I've got access. It's always getting to the internet. It's got the whole internet connected to it and everything else. And um, it's got a little pencil next to it so I can drop my notes down and I can keep on top of it and everything else. I've got access to all my clients' information, their, their QuickBooks, my QuickBooks, Excel. It's got literally everything you could need off it. And it's in a, a device I can fit in my pocket in, in the right jeans sort of thing. It's like, it's surreal. Um, yeah. Um, I've, I've always loved iPhones and iPads. I'm the same as you. you know, Apple all the way in terms of and everything else. But the iPad to me is just that one device where it can do literally everything. It's got. It may not be the best device to do absolutely everything, but if you're in a pinch and you need yeah. to get something done, it can just do it all. You know, I could I could do the podcast from it if I needed to. I could do you know do some social media post on it if I needed to. I could edit a video on it if I need. to. I've got all everything that I could ever need in that one device. And it's when you think about like how quickly that's, that's evolved and how now second nature is to us all, you know, the phone is, is amazing and, and wonderful, but sometimes you just need that a little bit more. And I think mean, for me, it's that yeah. it's the iPad. It's just, yeah. So such a great piece.
1: Yeah. I think I'd be struggling. <laughs> if somebody says, I'm going to text it off. You, I'd be like, Oh man, what, the, what is it? The iPad, the phone, the macbook Uh, the thing is i'm I'm in the apple circle i don't leave it now because you just get so used i think that's what they do it's it's like crystal meth but technology (laughs) you you're in the circle and you don't leave because everything just sinks seamlessly and you think i would love a samsung phone they are fantastic phones i personally i think a samsung phone is better than apple but i just can't stand android so if somebody could put me apple software on a samsung phone That'd be the best thing ever. But because I'm stuck on Apple, I'd, every time I come up for renewal on my contract, I think, them Samsungs look nice. That new S20 looks really nice. Take some brilliant photos. And Mother Alpha said to me, You'll only get it and be pissed off in a month that you didn't go for another Apple. You know, you, you get your Apple, log into your iCloud, you're backed up and back to normal win a couple hours. Yeah. You know, and it's it, they just make it too simple for you, don't they? Yeah, it's scary. It's yeah. Hilarious. So uh, any book recommendations? Are you a book yeah, reader it. at all?
2: I, I, I don't read too much books, to be honest with you. It's one of those where just time doesn't get get involved. Um, but I am quite proud of a book that um, and none of you guys will, will want to read it. But there was a book I was involved in, in terms of getting published and getting checking. I was one of the chief um, uh, technical reviewers of it. Um, and it's a mate of mine who published it. So Ash Beast Ash
0: Beaston's
2: um QuickBooks uh, uh tips and tricks, I think it's called in 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 it's on, on Amazon and everything else. But what's great is it when you open it up, then it's got my little name in it. It's a yeah. technical reviewer and all that sort little of stuff. Little claims so, fame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah, for me, I can't I can't really miss about talking about that book. And yeah, it's uh it was great as well because we were kinda cause it was all about Tips and tricks for QuickBooks and and everything else, and it was just, just you know, amazing seeing the whole process of how books made and what's what you know what, what what's been done with it and all that sort of stuff it was just really yeah. fascinating. Have,
1: have yeah. you ever? I mean, I know your videos are a bit longer on um, on YouTube. I, yeah. I can't find you on Instagram, but have you ever have you ever thought of doing? something like that on tiktok to be more relevant to youngers like tips and tricks where it's like a minute tip or trick yeah
2: so yeah i am experimenting with it and it's one of those where i do a lot of um in in the accounting world kind of we do a lot of um, um go to trade shows and everything else and we're doing a lot of, of talks at the moment so because of the youtube channel of getting a bit of a uh, bit of progress and everything else i'm invited quite a lot about the social media side of things and talking about that and TikTok and everything else is one of those where we're still debating it. It's yes, there's a huge audience there, but a lot of that audience is probably just people who are not relevant at all. Um, and it's trying to find, to make sure that we've got the right, you know, what the content we put out there has to fit the audience. It's about trying to go from there. You're right. Like short term, short form content would do really, really well quick one minute tips and one minute tricks and everything else. But it's how do you present that so people can understand it and still get the information they need out of it? So yeah. We're Kind of in that experimental phase at the moment. But yeah, some of the talks have done really well. So the Instagram reels, they do really well. And the, I was just going
1: to say, stuff. there's one I'm following on Instagram, a marketing guy that a friend of mine sent yeah. me and he does ticks and tricks, uh, tips and tricks. And these are just short reels or less. And they're like, use these three things, you know, and you think these are good because you just absorb it so quick because it's just, you, you don't lose interest in it. You know, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. I didn't know I could do that.
2: And a lot of the time it's then trying to get engaged so that they go to the longer form content, isn't it? Or yeah. if they need to see it in more detail, go to XYZ. Yeah, because YouTube will always be my primary, primary you know, social media. That, that's always been because I, I I consume it more than anything else so I understand that I should be doing this and doing that yeah. um, whereas the others I know there's there's huge reach there and it is something that we're all kind of trying to find isn't it like what's the best reach how's the best way to get your brand out there and everything out um, but it's because I don't consume it as much it's always more difficult to kind of find what works or what doesn't yeah. there's something i have
1: got to work on isn't it so what would you say is your best advice for selling yourself above the next one in the line?
2: Yeah, I think in our game, it's all about trust, isn't it? Like, and it's the same with you guys. Like, you know, you, you've got to build up that, that goodwill. You've got to build up that confidence. You've got to build up that, that name for yourself. Haven't you? Um, and in the accounting world, it's exactly the same. And prior to, you know, the last five years or so, it was, you met down at the local golf club that used to be the, the way you would find new yeah, new um, clients and everything else so for me now it's like it's trying to find a way to sell yourself in a digital world and it is the YouTube it is TikTok, like you said it is all those sort of things and trying to find a way to make yourself relevant and push yourself from there and I find that to be really interesting and what I do most of the time now when it comes to looking through social media myself is I'm trying to find other people and what they're doing and why they're doing that and trying, and it almost becomes like science to why people are successful and why people aren't successful.
0: Well, yeah.
2: I think that's a lot of what, I, you know, what I'm trying to do now. And I think a lot of people like like yourself, you know, you want to get the, the podcast out there. You want to get that, that community out there and everything else. And it's, how do you do that? And there's, you know, it's, it's quite an, it's, exciting little time really because the opportunities there like we've got so much opportunity with social media and everything else nowadays to sell yourself or at least get yourself out there yeah um it's just that kind of almost science isn't it is how why what works what doesn't and i think that's really really interesting so yeah for me i think that's my advice is always trying to find ways to get that social media presence get that digital presence out there and, you know, it's not about how many followers you've got, it's how many impressions you can make on a piece of content. You yeah. know, um, A lot of my clients are like, well, why, why should I bother on, on Instagram or TikTok if I don't have any followers? But, you know, you will build followers, you will build that community. It's to
1: start. Yeah. You've just that's, got to put good. one foot in front of the other and, and, and make the start. Yeah. You know, and you, you'll get there. Yeah. You know, this, this yeah. is what I was saying pre-record when I said, my lad has a YouTube channel. He's I've only yeah. got ten views on that video. I said, little man, it takes some building. You've got to keep going and keep going, you know. And don't get disheartened. Don't don't be distracted by the numbers. And don't you know? Don't hang everything on the numbers. Just if you're enjoying it, just keep doing it.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And the amount you learn from that one video, just you know, how to what to say when and everything else, means you'll improve the next video, and yeah, and you'll improve the next. So it will get more views, and they will get more because your videos are going to be better or your content's going to be better. And again, like you said, it's putting that first foot forward, isn't it? And yeah. once you've done that, you can build on it. From there.
1: So what's, so what's been your best investment work wise? I mean, we dec- decorate as we get our dustless sanding, but what's for you, what's been your best investment?
2: Yeah, for me, it's good. It's a, my whole work now, or when it, when it comes to investment, it's about how do I make it so that I can get a video out quicker than before. Yeah. Like, um, I'm, I'm guilty for watching your Linus Tech Tips and your Marcus Browners and all those tech YouTubers, and they're always there saying, oh, there's new tech, there's new tech there. And for me, every time that I'm looking at that technology now, my, one of my biggest things that I'm trying to do is find ways to get videos out more efficiently and quickly and keep that cadence. So I do two videos a week um, on both my channels, so it's like, if I can get that quicker and easier, then there's always going to be... The best way there so for me like it's it is about technology and and, and apps and 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 software and new gadgets that are going to help that so literally that the one we were just talking about that 360 cam the you know 360 um, link cam from instagram uh, insta 360 link is what it's called um which is this new webcam that completely changed the way that i'm now producing content so yeah. before i'd have to a phone out and maybe position the phone and then put a microphone to it and then having to record it and then have to get it off the phone and else. Now with a click of the button, it's in portrait mode or whatever mode I need it to be, and I can just do my content and it's done and I can get it sent off and or, or edit myself however it's gonna be. Yeah. Um if I want to do a training session now and I want to go to my whiteboard, it's literally you press a button or you do a gesture now, and it will then go to the whiteboard and you know. I, we were saying off camera like it's very expensive for a webcam but when you actually look at how much it's
1: improving your work I mean, uh, I'm a massive Insta fan uh, not as in Instagram but the Insta cameras there yeah. uh, to me they're way ahead of the GoPros and stuff it's just you paying for it yeah. and I, I saw that webcam I thought I was talking to my personal trainer about it and he's he's going to hopefully do more um, live coaching and I said if, if you do this josh it's got these four things it calling. and if you're doing he, he does the exercise videos i says but then if you're doing some on nutrition on the whiteboard i says you just do and it just frames it straight on and does it and you just think wow you know for educational stuff they're brilliant you know they're a game changer aren't they yeah yeah
2: and and if you think about before you'd have to have a separate camera setup and you have software to be able to switch between them and Yeah, you're just completely getting rid of all that complication. And and it's what it's all about, isn't it? Like, we kind of put ourselves under pressure to get this content out there or get this piece of work out there. And and we do it between our proper jobs, don't we? It's an an extra part of your job. And and every small business owner needs to do it. We need to be pushing ourselves and putting that content out there.
1: It's it's almost like you're tethered to it. There was an analogy I heard today, and it's like, it's, it's a steam train juggernaut, and your phone is a shovel throwing the coal off and you yeah, feel like yeah, you've constantly yeah, yeah. got to keep the fire going
2: yeah, yeah. exactly you know we're we trying to anything it. that can make that process easier for yourself yeah. for me that's yeah Yeah. So it's a huge
1: investment so does Aaron Patrick have an end game exit plan out of it
2: I do but it's a long way away yeah. I hope <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, in our game um, acquired being acquired or getting acquired is kind of happening all the time um, especially in our game where there's like a lot of traditional accountants versus kind of new style accountants um, so I'm in that process at the moment of trying to figure out are we supposed to be acquiring at the moment is that supposed to be our next so step? when you
1: say acquiring can you elaborate on that for like yeah, so that's people that are a bit slower like me <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's buying another practice so that's yeah. you know one of the key ways to grow in accountancy is you go to the accountants that's you know maybe your traditional accountant that's in a village or somewhere, and or, or whatever it's going to be, and you buy them as a and you buy that, that, yeah, client as well.
1: So, do you buy? I'm going to say, so do you buy, that? but you're not guaranteed their clients? Oh, yeah, that's the thing. No, not at all. Yeah.
2: I, I've never done it. And one of the people that I spend a lot of time with, and kind of in practice, and in one of one of the co hosts, one of our podcasts, their whole business model is just acquiring practice, and it works for them. Um, but for us, we've not quite kind of gone down there yet, and it's. You know instead of thinking of my exit, and it's more of like, well, how do I think about how to grow it and, and go from there? Or is it a case that you know it just I, I get an offer I can't refuse sort of idea? That's kind of where, where we're at at the moment. it It's, it's from, from an accountancy point of view, it's really difficult in terms of um like growing at the moment because yeah. of the, the two different types of accountants. So, yeah, for me, it's uh. So, so hopefully would, it's not an exit plan
1: so would you have a price tag where you would let somebody acquire bofix or is it just like your baby you're never going to let it go
2: exactly i don't think there is a price price at point i, I don't yeah. think it's that i think it's more about the right fit. if there was someone who would be able to take it to the next level or be yeah. able to you know continue the the work and uh maybe build an app or whatever it's going to be and bring something else extra yeah. to it then that's more what we what I would consider but yeah it's yeah. not
1: but you, it's not you, the pride. You look back on some stuff like that. I used to be on check trade, and the bloke that built oh, yeah. that and sold it to HomeServe, he's regretted that, hasn't he? He said he said on the yeah. Facebook group, the official group, that he's regretted it. You know, he shouldn't have sold it because yeah. they've, they've just turned it upside down and ruined it.
2: That's it. That's it. Yeah. And you've spent all that time building up something and something you're proud of. What the last thing you want to do is, you know, see it just fall apart because you know, the you know, taking the first offer or what you felt like was the best offer when actually it's all about, animation. and I mean, and you guys are the same, aren't you? You've got those, you know, you've got that, that quality, that stamp that you've built in. You don't want to be, if, if you do have something to sell or you do have a, you know, a, a company to buy, you don't want it to go to someone who's then going to tarnish that. Reputation, water you
1: know. it down for more profit. Exactly. Yeah. So room one Oh one style three things you'd send off into Conveyor Belt if you could get rid of them, what would they be?
2: So you kind of gave me an inspiration for one of them. One of them is the cheap Android phones and cheap yeah. Android tablets and all them ones. Wow. Because they're the sort of things, especially, because <laughs> it, it, if you're known in your family as someone who's a bit tech savvy, then that's it. People yeah. are going to be throwing questions at you left, right and centre, aren't they? Yeah. And most of the time, like, the the difficulty is is they've just gone and bought the cheapest of X or the cheapest of Y. And if they'd just spent a little bit more savvy with their money and bought something a little bit different, yeah, they wouldn't have all these problems. And the amount of times I'm having to tech, you know, be able to try and figure out what's wrong with this particular tablet they bought that doesn't do X, Y, Z when. Me, know, me, my dad's, la-
1: dad's laptop on um, Windows ten. <laughs> where, they, where they put nothing against windows i use i was the last one i was on personally was windows seven it was brilliant windows 10 they put all the tiles on it and you got a new printer and i'm trying to it's got too many stuff on it they've made it for idiots and i'm thinking how would you set a printer up now normally just going settings, add printer and it's just yeah. out of ground to my dad's oh can you set my printer up for me i'm thinking oh my god you know, they've just ruined it. But I, I totally get what you're saying when you get like an Android phone with lag on it and stuff like that. It's,
2: and, and again, they, they almost, you know, the family almost blame you for it not yeah. working. And it's like, well, hang on a minute. If you if you took my advice in the first place and and got something that was half decent, you wouldn't have this problem. Um, one of the other things that I I despise, is so I think we should just get rid of that now and stick that in the, in
1: the yeah. bed and, Sure I, th- I, th- I think there's a million to. tradesmen with you on that one as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the worst taxes of it. Like I said, it's just you constantly having to, you know, do the admin for it, push it through that. Even as the accountant, we hate it as well. There's so much more work we've got to do. And do yeah,
1: I, I used to wait, I, I, I used to get no end of warnings because if I had no one sub it for a month or two, I f- I f- I'd forget to fill it in and put the zeros on, you know, and I'd, I'd still yeah. get no end of warnings for it. And I said, oh, I still get it now with CITB for bumming. Um, in fact, I've got a letter there. I've deregistered with CITB, and they're still wanting subs off me. And I keep getting yeah, the letters. Exactly. It's, it's just a ball ache.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's just admin for rolled rope, isn't it? It's just yeah, so frustrating. And then I suppose for my final one, it has to be zero. So that's a,
1: a <laughs> ooh, ooh, shot fire at the top
2: we just get rid of that rubbish and we will be
1: happy. I, I must admit, I've I've looked at zero before. I was on QuickBooks self employed and it, it wasn't yep. great. And then I looked at zero and I did the, the month trial and they rung me and I just said, Look, it's so complicated to reconcile stuff. And I looked at QuickBooks, thought, Well that's hard. But it's like zero's ten times harder. And I says to my brother in law, how do you go on with zero? Oh, my accountant does it for hundred quid a month. And I just think that's how he sorts it out. You yeah. know, I'm too that's tight it. to pay 100 quid a month for an accountant to do a man for me. I think what's the point in having zero? If you're getting an accountant to do it, you might as well just get him to do it a yeah. lot, aren't you? But, yeah, uh, zero has its place. It, you know,
2: from an accountant point of view, it's very sage like. You've already mentioned sage. And, yeah. Yeah. But what I like about QuickBooks and the reason I got behind it so much is because it's, it's customer first, sign for. I mean, zero, Sage, you're very much accountants first to make it easy for the accountant. Well, for me, if the data's not there and the client can't use it, then it makes it doesn't matter how it. good that piece of software is for us. It's, just, it's not going to help us, is it? Yeah. The data's not there. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's why. That's why I've it's, it's not the computer that's stupid. It's the person tapping the keys that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's talk- <laughs> <wave>. <laughs> well, it, well, it is, yeah. It's, it's like... Oh, there's a computer. Computers. There's a computer. I say it's not an error. Computer. It's an error. Person tapping keys on a computer. That's not done it right. So, where can we find you online and social media? It is up with all your links.
2: Yeah. So YouTube's by far the best one for me. It's one of the most active on So Aaron Patrick, the Quick Books chap, is where we'll be on there. Or Boffix. Um, we have our own YouTube channel on there as well. Um, but on TikTok, it should be Aaron Patrick as well. So, uh, not TikTok, Instagram even, sorry. Um, and, and then Twitter should be Aaron Patrick as well. So hopefully, fingers crossed, add that in and you'll find me one way or another. Yeah. But at the bottom of every video of mine, there's a little link for you with all my little
1: connections. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll put them in show notes anyway. So if anybody wants to, wants to reach out to you for help with the, the QuickBooks, they can, they can get a hold of you or go and watch your videos or, you know, book you for a one-on-one. Okay. Yeah, so, so outside of work, what are your hobbies? I know you've already told me you're off on holiday tomorrow, Jeremy Sod, not jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
2: I suppose really it's difficult to find time these days, isn't it? Like if you'd asked me a couple of years ago, it was all cycling, and I was that I was that guy with the cycling, and the lycra, and all that rubbish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've not really got the time for it properly anymore. But nowadays, I suppose the main hobby I've got is just. We love going to gigs and festivals and them sort of things and yeah yeah we've been so lucky this year well lucky and also unlucky is because of the corona and it all that but this year it just seems like every every month we've been to a gig of kind. yeah and off to here and done that so who really would you
1: sense. stand out people to see or groups to see or gigs
2: and my all-time top favorite is the killers so they are like my number one go-to and we go to multiple times through the year and everything else, but anything from that kind of indie rock sort of a genre for me, I'm absolutely all over. Um, yeah. I used to love Leeds Festival back in the day when it was
1: uh, wild, wild classes, good music. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I've seen on socials, there's a cost of they've changed a lot of the actors here and apparently half of them are from yeah. The rubbish.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But they can't, they can't um, bring the right people in unfortunately, but yeah, so that's, we're off on holiday to go see the Killers in Las Vegas. So I, I can imagine that would be. Uh,
1: are, are they doing a the res? Is it a one-off or are they doing a residency there? It's just a one-off. Yeah. yeah. So it's part of their tour, but they are Las Vegas from through, through. That's
2: their. Yeah. That's where they're from. So for them, it's quite special. Yeah, cause yeah. it's all home that, turf for such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that we get to get we, we're a part of all the groups and stuff with the Killers, and they're all getting excited for it. So yeah.
1: Oh, it's a bit out of my half at Gary Barlow, Frank or whatever it is. Gary Barlow? Yeah, yeah. she has been to I went to be honest, I went to see Take That, and it was better than I expected. It's more of a show than a concert, you know, and it's they do put on a good show. Uh, I, think I think it's Gary Barlow's Barmy Me made a call on Facebook. <laughs> and I mean, she, I, I, I must... she's on it, and some of them are not yeah. on there. You know what I mean?
2: I must admit that, like, I, I'm. A snob of music, but I do, you know, there's certain music I like and that's what I enjoy, and yeah. know, I, I'd go out of my way to see. And um, but I was this year again because we, we everything was moved back, um, I got my over half ticket to see Adele, yeah, and I was like, oh, not that, like I w- couldn't think of anything worse than going to it, but actually, you know, you go in with an open mind and. Yeah, you know, I think Pevies helped and the, um, the Sunshine helped, but it was actually a really good time. So, yeah, I think that's...
1: I'll tell you what, what I fancy. It. I'm, I'm old school heavy metal in that, and there's a stadium talk moment, Motley the Crew, Poison, um, I can't remember oh, where wow. else they done it. And I thought, they've announced that they're coming to the UK next year or two, they've been doing America. I think, oh, nice one, yeah. But, and, and another on talk moment, Coldplay. I think he can be a pretentious oh. Pratt, but when you see concerts, you think there's a bloody good atmosphere at them concerts, isn't there? We, we were supposed to go on Friday. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen, but there's a, um, a,
2: what do you call it, a strike, a tube strike? Yeah. So it's Wembley. We're all booked, ready to go. We've, been, we've had these tickets for two years, I think it is, or something like that, so pre-corona or whatever it was. Um, and then because of the train strike, they've had to cancel, move it to the Sunday or whatever they've moved it to. We were already in Vegas. And oh, so we that were, shit um, is that. We were we we'd already pre-booked it so that we were going to go there, and then the next day we we're off. Right, we're not. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, that'd be a hell of a way to done. start an holiday, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. We we're really
1: excited for it.
2: But, we yeah, we've it
1: like if, you know we've we've just done Ibiza. Uh, yeah, I said done Ibiza for that party. And we just chilled out for five days, <laughs> but there was. um Ibiza Rocks venue and Becky Hill was there and I'm, I'm a big fan of Becky Hill and I priced up it's every Tuesday night 45 quid a ticket, and you're all crammed in that studding pool wherever you can get and then if you wanted a sunbed it was something like 175 quid and a minimum spend of 200 at bar if you wanted a lounger it was something like 400 quid and a 400 quid minimum spend at bar and you think, what they're crazy prices <laughs> You know, and then my mate messaged me the other day and says he's off to there's a festival down uh, three days Friday, Saturday, Sunday at bottom end of Staffordshire way somewhere, and Becky Hills headlining that on Friday. I'm like you jammy shit, you know. <laughs> but I, f- I forgot what it's called now. But there's there's one on down there. I think the last festival I went to was my brother-in-law stag doing. It was Benicassim in Spain, just before oh, Corona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they, they had yeah. like uh, the courtiniers, I think it was. 1975, Kings of Leon, Gorgon City, Fat Boy Slim, didn't rate him at all. (laughs) The best one actually, which was a surprise for me, was George Ezra. He killed it. Yeah, he's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. he was brilliant. You think it comes across as a bit dull and boring, but live is brilliant. You know, and there there were some other good ones as well that was uh, quite surprising. But yeah, it's... uh, We were talking about YouTube, weren't we, about
2: people they watch on YouTube, and one of the best things I watch at the moment is these... Group of lads who go to all the festivals. So it's like, although I can't go to festivals as much as I would like to watch and see what it's like, and yeah, that's what YouTube's all about, isn't it? It's like reliving those experiences or learning the experience. Yeah, they went to that exact festival. You about I remember that lineup. But yeah, yeah, I just remember like how how good it looked. they went to it this year
1: as well, and they were comparing it from one to the next. Yeah, I, th- I think Becky Hill did it this year as well because I thought, oh, why couldn't she have done it all year when I was there? I mean, <laughs> there were some good acts. There weren't many. I was bothered about seeing it was more going and making an effort because it was brother-in-law stag do, we all wore yeah, fancy yeah. dress, you know. I think <clears throat> a litre of Desperado was about five euros, although I'm, I ain't a massive drinker anyway, but it, it was just a good atmosphere in that everybody were there having fun, you know, so... And it's
2: quite late, or the acts, aren't they? Sunshine and yeah. the heat.
1: So yeah we we activity. was in like all well, like apartment blocks it was just like some it went i will not say it were rough but it was just like being in a city over here and you're in these apartment blocks and you walk to end up road and there's like buses specifically for the festival going every 20 minutes it's like a 10 minute ride and you, you just go up to the festival get out walking they have bar well, you you buy I, I don't get this you buy tokens to buy drinks so why don't you just pay for drinks with money? I don't, I don't get why they do that. But then you you buy your drinks and then they've got like a a long parade with all different food stands on. You know, and we we were getting there about seven o'clock for it opening, about twelve o'clock. Me and Rob were ready for home, all back to the apartment, and have a cup of tea, put his feet up. Others are crashing at four or five in the morning. You know, and you won't see them until yeah. two o'clock next day. And I just thought, I, I can't do that. And then they'd be back on it next day on alcohol. And it were all eating's cheating all that sort of thing you know <laughs> nobody wanted to be first to go I was like I'm off do not matter I'm off summer tweet I'm off back <laughs> to digs you know it never bothered me I, peer pressure I just think yeah whatever crack on but um, so on social media is there anyone you can big up that you're digging at moment
2: and so most of mine are all um, like uh, The Apprentice and people like that and X winners on them sort of things that I'm Kind of doing a lot of, um, kind of, I suppose research is the best word for it because they're the sort of people that you can then collaborate with and kind of go with them. So, yeah, it's it's for me, it's I I think I've turned Instagram into sort like almost like a a science project for me now. I'm only following people that you know could could you know have some good content with or whatever it's going to be, and it's going to come from there. So. Yeah, any of them, like Apprentice or stuff like that, they're, they're normally quite interesting because they're trying to build their business and build their brand and stuff. And it's great to kind of see that
1: that way that works. So, do you, do you guys, are you like us tradespeople where you have a community of accountants on Instagram and you all you all follow each other and you have your little WhatsApp groups, your little, you know, yeah. you, you drop I, I I thought, is it just the tradespeople that do that? But obviously it's across every job, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. that's the whole point of it, isn't it? It's like, especially during Corona and stuff, when we were all kind of like, "What does this mean? What does that mean?" Oh my god, yeah. and everything else. Having that group and having that opportunity to have that yeah, brilliant, and you know, now it's starting to open up a little bit more. chances to go to these um, like events and stuff, and you know, conventions and whatever. You
1: know, it actually do, do, do they have well conventions now. then as well? Yeah, yeah. See, we we, we I ain't laughing because we do. We have decorating show every year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. T- two two days in November. What well, used to be Rico Arena it's somewhere else now. But Rico Arena in Coventry, still it's still the same place, just different sponsor. You know, and it's exactly it's that. My customer said, "The decorating show. What you go there for?" You know.
2: But you and know, I used to hate them, but now because we've got a community of people, like minded people, it actually, you know what, it's part of the diet. But you know. You mark up the every year to make sure you get there because you can have a catch up and find out what's going on and you know and have that opportunity. To get there. It's, yeah, it is. Good. It's needed as well, isn't it? In every way of life, just having that. You know, small businesses we need to kind of fight together, don't we?
1: Well, that's it. A lot of time you work on your own, don't you? So it's you know it's yeah. any any chance to like having like I said earlier, I was on the phone to a friend of mine for two hours today. I was doing a job that wasn't. I, I was Painting woodwork, stuck me AirPods in. They tried ringing me this morning, so I'll ring him back this afternoon. I'm standing all morning, ringing back afternoon. I'm on the phone for two hours, just chatting and any old shit. You know, it's like having a workmate outside of you, but he's not outside of you. Yeah, you know. But do it on the. Yeah. Re- I spend six hours on the phone sometimes. The customers look at me, gone out you still on the phone?" I think, "What's the problem?" I'm still working. You know, he paying yeah. me for the job, yeah. not by the hour. So what's it matter? Yeah,
2: You know, but We still the get the, the funny looks. Still nice. well, the same quality. So. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, it's important, and and like for us at the moment, it's like you guys, because I, I was listening to your last podcast, it's a similar sort of idea. But we'll be in the WhatsApp group about have you tried this piece of software or our clients using this piece of software or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, and just having that 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 someone to bounce off. Of, yes, yeah. it's just so important. It's, it's like some, you, you were talking last,
1: yeah, about yeah, tools God. and stuff, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like having that someone just recommend. Look, this is the tool you want, or. Stay away from this tool because it, it, it can do this and yeah. not never even considered it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really important. Isn't
1: it? Some, sometimes it takes another person's perspective. I've, again, I had this conversation with a friend of mine today. I was doing a job last week, yeah. blaring up weather on the door I was spraying. I was, and one of my friends rung me. I was chatting to him. He says, how oh, are you said, all right, this door ain't blaring up. I said, have you tried doing this, this, and this? And I'm like, you've just saved my day because I was just overthinking it overthinking the whole thing and overcomplicating. it. He says, just do that. And now later, job we're done. You know, and I just thought it takes somebody because you, you work on your own. You don't have that somebody to bounce off. And it was just a general conversation. Oh yeah, I'm doing that. Why don't you do it that way? Make it easier. Oh yeah. Never thought of that. I'm looking past the obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. But yeah, Yeah. it's It's so important, isn't it?
1: Yeah. But it's, um, it's been great to have you on. And uh, I really do appreciate you giving up your Wednesday night, especially prior to your holiday. But the last thing I'd be wanting to do. <laughs>
2: oh, thank
1: you. I'll, I'll let you. Really I'll, enjoyed it. I'll let you finish and uh, go and get off and get packed, get finished packing. So, are you are you flying local or do you have to travel to fly as well then tomorrow? Heathrow.
2: So, yeah, yeah. But One of those, isn't it? Like if you go into America, sometimes. Yeah, Heathrow or They're always
1: going to be big airports for long hauls, aren't they?
2: Exactly. Thanks. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We'll make the most of it. So, there. but we'll, we'll put all the links in show notes, uh, and if anybody's got any questions, they can reach out to you. But again, I do appreciate you coming on, and you know, I do appreciate the help you've done with me with QuickBooks, and I'm sure there's many other people out there that'll be calling on you for help.
2: No problem. So, no, I've enjoyed it. Look, uh, yeah. And if you ever want to have another chat about tax, and you know, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. side of that topic can be <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> well it's one of them things we all need it don't we it's, it's probably like me talking painty it's probably boring but sometimes you need to know <laughs> you need to know don't you? yeah <laughs> cheers Aaron you start thank you cheers I hope you enjoy these podcasts as we delve into people's lives and stories whether it be the ups downs wins and losers we've all been there in some shape or form and we aren't alone I'd really appreciate it if you're enjoying these, if you could show your support by subscribing, sharing, and maybe even leaving us a cheeky review on iTunes.